content provided by the people right here on 89.3 KEYK Osage Beach, Missouri. Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, March 8th. A local deputy is under investigation by the Missouri State Highway Patrol after his involvement in a late-night crash left the other driver hospitalized and a beer can found in the deputy's car. But by the time a highway patrol trooper arrived on the scene, the deputy, 29-year-old Justin Dills, son of Morgan County Sheriff Norma Dills, had vanished. More on this story at lakeexpo.com. At its regular board meeting Tuesday, February 28th, the Lake Ozark Board of Aldermen voted unanimously to support a resolution in the Missouri Legislature that could allow a casino on the Osage River. The resolution represents the first step in permitting a state-regulated casino on the Osage River. At 4 o'clock this afternoon, a House committee will have a public hearing on that resolution. And in that same meeting, the Lake Ozark Board voted to pass a resolution thanking the Osage Nation for their contributions to the city. The Osage Nation has its own plans to build a casino on Bagnell Dam Boulevard. And while they work through the red tape to get that done, the nation has donated more than $100,000 to organizations at the lake. Mayor Dennis Newberry says there could be another donation coming from the Osage. This one would be aimed at helping to improve Lake Ozark roads. More on that story and other lake news at lakeexpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Key Radio, K-E-Y-K, keeps you in the know. Come to the Camden County Museum in Lynn Creek for the Spring Craft Show at the museum on Wednesday, April 1st from 9.30 to 4 p.m. Admission is free and lunch available by donation. Enjoy a free guided tour of the museum. Call 573-346-7191 for information. Every visitor and resident of Lake of the Ozarks should see the lake's history at the Camden County Museum in Lynn Creek. See it on April 1st. with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. High school basketball, the smaller schools, classes 1, 2, and 3, getting ready to start their state tournament tomorrow. The Show Me Final Four getting underway in Springfield again for the smaller schools. Now the bigger schools, classes 4, 5, and 6, are still working out who's going to the state uh, Final Four. They will play their state championships next weekend. College basketball, Mizzou 23-8 and has the number four seed going into the SEC tournament. They get a double bye with that number four seed, so they don't play their first game until Friday afternoon at 2. MSU Bears finish their season 17-15. and 15. Spring training continues for the Cards and the Royals today. The Royals off to a really good start this spring. They were off yesterday. They'll play today against the White Sox down in Arizona. The Cardinals take on the Yankees in Florida today. College baseball, Mizzou Tigers they're looking good this season. They, too, are off to a really good start. They will play next uh, on Friday. They've got a weekend 
Series 3 games against NJIT, New Jersey Institute of Technology. Believe it or not, they're pretty good. MSU Bears off to a slow start to the season. They play today at Central Arkansas. Softball, the Mizzou ladies playing really well as uh, they are busy today at home against Kansas City. Mizzou ladies 15-6. and six. MSU ladies will play this weekend in the Wichita State Tournament against Nebraska and Wichita State. And as for your Chiefs, of course, they're Super Bowl champions. And the early odds-on favorite to repeat as Super Bowl champs next year, the Chiefs, followed by the Bills and Niners, then come the Bengals and Eagles, and then it's the Cowboys, Chargers, and Ravens. The odds already out for next NFL season, believe it or not. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, and don't forget to check out Uncle Chris at the top of the hour almost every hour. He's got some trivia, sports, and news for you. Uncle Chris, top of the hour on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by our media partners at Lake TV. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Lake TV brings you five local shows to let you know what's going on and help you get to know our area's movers and shakers. Lake TV also brings you live high school football and basketball and a weekly coaches show. Watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90 or absolutely free on Roku, Amazon Fire, and always streaming live at MyLakeTV.com. Key Radio, K-E-Y-K, keeps you in the know. What better way to spend the day than the 39th Annual Lake of the Ozarks St. Patrick's Day Parade? Come to the historic Bagnell Dam Strip at Lake of the Ozarks, Saturday, March 18th at 1 p.m. Grab the lawn chairs for an afternoon of family fun, watching the various floats, cars, motorcycles, and even boats as they make their trip along the Strip. That's the St. Patrick's Day Parade, March 18th at Bagnell Dam. It's your daily dose of news, sports, weather, and more with KB on The Daily Show. Weekdays starting at 8 a.m. 
heard again at 4 p.m. and again at midnight on 89.3 The Key. Yes, here we are, folks. Another beautiful day at the lake. Beautiful day if you're a fish, if you're a duck, if you're a frog, if you're a turtle. And I would say at this point, they're all starting to get ready for uh, the new season here at the Lake of the Ozarks. Hear those frogs out at night looking for a mate. Yeah, and, and the ducks, too. Yeah, that's that's absolutely it. It is a beautiful day to be alive and live at the Lake of the Ozarks. 808 is our time. You're listening to The Daily Show. Great lineup for you this morning. Next hour, Professor Jim Paisley joins us. We'll talk reparations with a good professor. And this hour, we're going to be talking with Herb Brownell. Of course, we'll talk uh, a little bit about this uh, southern border crisis, which has been back in the news based on uh, some Americans that were um, kidnapped, two of which were killed. And it really uh, leads us to believe that uh, maybe there's not a lot going on down there that needs to go on in the form of the Biden administration sending a message to drug cartels along the southern border. But, uh, hey, I guess the folks in Mexico could probably uh, do a little something to help them out. Cloudy, slight chance of a rain shower, 47 the high clouds, and 41 for tonight, back up to 48 with rain tomorrow. That rain chance at about 85%. Morning clouds, afternoon sunshine and 49 on Friday, rain and 44. Again, about an 85% chance on Saturday with 44 for the high showers and 45 on Sunday. And that rain chance on Sunday, right around uh, 60%. Then as I look ahead to the new week, we will see some 50-degree uh, weather. It looks like low to mid-50s next week. We'll get started with some mid-40s uh, mid rather and uh, upper 40s for Monday and Tuesday. Lots going on, a lot going on to tell you about. Lake of the Ozarks Train Club uh, train show is going to be held at the Community Christian Church on North Business 5 in Camdenton from 9 until 3. Free admission, working layouts, lots of vendors, fun for the entire family. Food and drink available at the show. If you'd like more information, you can contact Ed Bourne, Ed Bourne at 573-286-7295. If uh, no answer, they ask that you please leave a message, and vendors are still wanted for this event. Again, that is going to be on March the 25th from 9 until 3 at the Community Christian Church on North Business 5 in Camdenton, the Lake of the Ozarks Train Club Train Show. Coming up tonight, an open and honest conversation for parents and teens about the realities of sex trafficking and an inside look into the role social media plays Russ Tuttle. We'll be speaking tonight at the Eldon High School Performing Arts Center from 6.30 until 8. If you'd like to be, uh, find out a little bit more about uh, what is uh, going on, and we talk about, again, the Mexican border, a lot of sex trafficking going on down there, and uh, those folks end up scattered throughout the country making money for these uh, people that groom them. And so this is a good opportunity for parents to uh, be involved in the process and know what to look for. And, of course, uh, again, tomorrow night, the folks from the uh, uh, Lake of the Ozarks Stop Human Trafficking uh, Coalition will have their event. We'll tell you a little bit more about that uh, uh, later on in the hour. Plus, of course, uh, another event coming up. It starts on Sunday at Captain Ron's Bar and Grill. Sing your heart out. And yours truly will get the opportunity to MC the event this year. Looking forward to that. Should be a lot of fun. 
811 is our time. Current lake level at 654.87, river level at 564.74, surface water temp at 70, I'm sorry, 43 degrees, not 73 degrees. That would be nice. 73 degree surface water temp. As Herb gets his mic adjusted, are y'all are y'all good there? Yes, I believe so. All How, right. Is it coming through okay? Testing, testing, one, two, three. Yes, sir, yes, sir, one, two, three. Sounding good, sir, sounding very good. How are you, Herb? It's I am well. I am well. Ever an old geezer in a, <laughs> a lot of aches and pains from adrenaline, adrenaline junkie stuff yeah. I did when I was young. Man, that's no, that is no lie. It catches up, doesn't it? Left shoulder, right yeah. elbow, yeah. Yeah. Uh, both knees, my lower back. Uh-huh. And I got to tell you, you know, I didn't, at the time, it didn't seem like it was all that uh, big of a deal. But you were, were you warned? Of course, we were all warm. Yes, and uh, they said, you know, especially these old geezers that generations before us had been through the same thing, they warned that it will catch up with you. You will pay the price. And when we were made of rubber and would just bounce down the road and hop right up, yeah. it seemed, oh, well, heck. But I'll tell you what, all the thrills and spills were worth it, you know. <laughs> Let's Thrills, say, spills, yeah. chills, oh. having you know, having your buddies pulling you out of a chain link fence <laughs> because <laughs> that piece of plywood that you put on the fence wasn't uh, strong enough to hold you and your bike uh, on this uh, homemade ramp that you made. Oh boy! And uh, then of course you end up uh, kind of wrapped around the uh, wrapped around the, uh, the the fence. And I remember the time. That somebody, I was at the house next door to mine, and we were using plywood and making ramps and mm-hmm. jumping the fence, yeah. and a lot of guys. Every time somebody went over it, you could hear it crack just uh-huh. a little bit. Yeah. So you knew at some point yeah. that there was going to be that one guy yeah. that went over, and it just gave way. That was me. Yeah. And when my buddies ran over to get my mom to tell her I was stuck in the fence, she came around the corner, took one look, and told me I was on my own. Uh-huh. Speaking <laughs> of which, speaking of which... Saturday is mom's 88th birthday. Excellent. And so on Monday morning, <clears throat> we will clear the uh, the studio, clear the airwaves, and uh, and give mom her birthday gift, which is to uh, talk about her experiences growing up and, you know, having me as her son, and we'll see how that goes. Anyway, we brought Herb in today to talk a little bit about what is going on along our southern border. And uh, I know, Herb, you have been uh, very fixated on that for a lot of years. Well, in addition to other things, but it's it's a major one in addition to a lot of other things. But, uh, you know, I happened to stumble upon this uh, state uh, self-defense clause at the end of Article 1 mm-hmm. uh, way back uh, somewhere around uh, 2010. And I got a chance to talk to... Chris uh, Coster from uh, Kansas. He's a constitutional lawyer, and he came to the Republican Club's Chili Supper here, and uh, Shirley Johnson was the head of the thing. And she, when it came question time, uh, she, I got to ask him, I said, does that mean 
that, uh, well, what it says is no state shall declare war unless actually invaded Mm -hmm. or in such imminent danger as will not permit of delay. And Coster agreed with me that that clause was put in there by the founders. And you remember, when they were forming this country, the founders were looking out for their states, Mm -hmm. for their own individual states. And uh, further back in the Constitution, it said that the primary charge of the federal government was to provide for the common defense. Uh, And they call that the invasion clause. And the founders asked, well, what do we do if this new federal government is not protecting us properly? Oh, so they wrote in that no state shall declare war unless actually invaded. Uh, And the founders did not intend that the states would first have to go to Congress for permission They did not intend that the states would first have to go to any federal courts for permission, and they did not intend that the states would have to go to the president for permission. But if by the uh, definition that the state chose to use, they were being invaded, that the states had the right to take every action they deemed necessary to win this war at the border. Uh, and it also applies to inland states, too. Like if Missouri did not like putting up with all the illegals that the federal government was allowing to or pushing into Missouri to take advantage of our health care, take advantage of our schools and, and put you know Americans out of jobs, uh, that the state could actually... You know, this is an invasion. We declare war. But the only people that I have heard on the on the national scene that have brought this up are Kerry <laughs> Lake out of Arizona and Lieutenant Colonel Allen West out of Texas. Had he beat uh, the Texas governor in the primary last year, he said just like Kerry Lake, that as soon as her hand, you know, came off the Bible from being sworn in, they're going to make a declaration of war at the border. See, well, what would, how would that take place? Well, one of the things simultaneously the states could do is tell all federal border employees, you know, of all the different departments, come to work for us. You know, like, te- let's say it's Texas. Mm-hmm. Come to work for us, and we'll go enforce the border first, you know, and then deal with the ones that are here later. You know, when the roof is blown off and your sheetrock and carpets are all, you don't go f- fixing your sheetrock or your carpet till first you plug the damn roof, you know. Well, you to fix me, the roof so you got no more rain coming in. To me, you want to close. You want to close the open wound, and in some cases, you want to cut off the exit strategy of some of these folks that are already here illegally. So sure. you take care of the, the border, yeah, and you establish uh, a secure border. Mm-hmm. Then everybody who's on the wrong side of the border, and you just start working from the border yeah. up. Yeah, that's the, that's what makes sense. You know, and, and if this, if Texas could get all the federal employees in uh, that are inside Texas to come to work for the governor and the state to close the border, uh, and they would promise to these former federal employees that they would honor any of their accumulated, you know, retirement benefits and their salary, 
And that would be paid for by deducting what the citizens and the state of Texas would ordinarily pay to the federal government to provide for the common defense. Mm-hmm. And the reason the states were having to do, do that is because the state or the, the feds were failing to do their primary function. And of course, the state. <clears throat> the feds don't want to lose their their stream of, of money to waste on whatever it is that they sure. wasted on at this sure. particular point. So, well, like the you know if you if the uh, Texas divided the the border off into segments and we say all the the Vietnam veterans from Company Number Seven, you know we're going to assign you this. Uh, border section, bring your campers, you know, and your music and your barbecues and and your guns for target Don't make practice. them easy targets, though. And, and, well, we're going to take care of that, too. <laughs> there, there will be no more uh, 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 cartel members on our side of the border. Mm-hmm. And your hometown of Ferguson. Ferguson. Huh? Florissant, excuse me. I'm, I'm close enough. Oh, wait, for, okay. After the riots or the Michael Brown fiasco, mm-hmm. uh, they found out that the Israelis had developed a, a spray that they'd high pressure spray it out of these tanks. You talking about this, don't you? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's most. I, I, in this article about this Israeli skunk spray that Ferguson bought, is uh, interviews from people that have been sprayed with it. And, you know, it doesn't kill them or anything like that. They just do anything they could to wash it off if they could, but it just stinks. Have like, you ever been naturally sprayed by a skunk? Yes. I have too. <laughs> That's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So... <laughs> You know, if we've got drones and easily to fly up and down the uh, the border, and if the drone's equipped with infrared and it detects uh, humans approaching the border, then the other drone that's got a tank on it with a spray gun just flies along the Mexican side of the border and sprays these people from getting into the Rio Grande. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. Don't think they'll try to shoot it down. Yeah, but put another one up there or put, uh, you know, a drone up there that also has, uh, you know, defensive weapons, oh. <laughs> you know. So, I mean, this is just thoughts that have crossed my mind. And I know when I used to have uh, uh, new weaponology on, on the military channel, mm-hmm. uh, they had these beams that would put out sound waves that are totally intolerable. They had beams that would create heat in a human body. And boy, if you came in the direction of that ray, the first thing you wanted to do was get the hell out of there, mm-hmm. you know, head on down the road a half a mile or so. And, uh, you know, there's ways that uh, the state could actually get total control of the border and then redesign the uh, the apparatus for testing somebody to come in because we need roofing shinglers. Mm-hmm. You know, you come to apply and you first you have to speak English, okay, and you demonstrate to a specialist in roofing that you know how to lay down shingles. Then you get assigned to a crew to go in and uh, they're responsible for you. You know, cut off welfare to all of them. We talk about housing problems, you know, in the United States. What if we moved all illegal aliens uh, down across the southern border or at least said they're not able to take advantage of our schools, 
our hospitals or or you know rent renting property and even the renter would get in trouble if he was renting to somebody that was not here legitimately mm-hmm. pretty soon we've solved the housing problem you know we've so- we've solved a lot of crime that was going on and we cut down the billions that american taxpayers are spending right now to house and feed and give cell phones and tracking devices and everything else that's involved in this mess that they've created for us right now there's a lot of different things that uh, a lot of moving parts to what it is you're talking about here this morning. Sure. I think uh, one of the things that we certainly need to do is establish some sort of a serious military presence along the border. And to the point of, you know, you've got the uh, Border Patrol that is trying to do a job that uh, is, is, is a losing battle. I mean, I think the best place for these folks is at the... Uh, entrances and exits to the country where they, you know, I don't know if you've ever, uh, if, if ever watched to, to Catch a Smuggler on the National Geographic sure. Channel, but uh, they have a lot of uh, folks there that uh, try to intercept drugs and uh, intercept people that are bringing people illegally into the country. So, you know, it seems like uh, those folks have got uh, their hands full at just the entrances and exits to the country. So why not? Why not put uh, the military down at the border? Sure, uh, I think it would make all the sense in the world. And then if Mexico would work collectively with the United States to allow the military to come into the country, into into Mexico, you know they get some of these folks right there on the border, and as soon as they cross the border, well then the military would have to stop. Mm-hmm. Why not work with the president of of Mexico and his administration to allow our military to go into uh, that country to a certain point and to maybe even establish more of, uh, I, I don't know that a perimeter would be the best way to, uh-huh. to describe it, but certainly to give them the opportunity to chase these folks down. So it's not like they're just standing over the border thumbing their noses. Yeah, and, right. and then of course they have their little, uh, uh, watch posts where they get up and they survey what's going on before they move into an area. They monitor where the Border Patrol is at, and once the Border Patrol is out of that particular area, then they go back in, and and that's where they cross, and that's where they send people in with the drugs. And, you know, I I guess in a lot of instances, and, and you hate to say this about a country, but uh, their military in Mexico is so weak that they don't trust them. Mm-hmm. Their federales, their policia, uh, they don't uh, trust them to, uh, yeah, exactly. All you have to do is go along some of these border towns and find out how many of these uh, uh, people that are in charge of, of law enforcement in Mexico are being paid off. Or, mm-hmm. better yet, they're not uh, just being paid off, but they say that uh, if anything happens, we're not going to come after you. We're going to come after your families. Yes. Now, how many of our problems would be solved if <laughs> we did seal off the border this way? I, and I'm saying there's going to be solved completely. But for the most part, you'd eliminate sex trafficking. You'd eliminate most of the drugs that are pouring through. You'd eliminate all the people that are flooding our country that have bad intentions for us. And that's what I believe is the purpose of the Joe-Biden administration uh, doing this to the border is they're going to bring more people into the United States that would help them in any kind of a fight, whether it's an election or actually a shooting uh, civil war to support 
you know, the liberal communist uh, commie dems, if we want to call them that, that are trying to destroy our country deliberately. Uh, a lot of good things would happen if the states would seal off the border. And even the northern border is becoming an issue we find out lately. See, this is what I find interesting that, uh, you know, the federal government says federally marijuana is illegal. On the Uh federal level. But Uh if states want to legalize medical marijuana and then take the next step and legalize recreational marijuana, Uh you know what? That's okay. Where where in the Constitution does it give the federal government the right to regulate what food and beverages and medication we we consume? Exactly. But the point is, is that, you know, they'll allow certain things uh, to go on, but... They won't allow the states to take care of themselves, which uh-huh. is essentially what what should be going on in this day and age. And, and and I think a large part of it is is obviously the control. You would lose control and the tax states. revenue that they're generating too. Because let's say uh, let's say some of these states uh, talk to each other. Let's let's just use states along the southern border as an example. That. These states like Mexico, are uh, New Mexico and Arizona and California and Texas, they say, you know what? Well, we're tired of just being overrun by these people. We're tired of them coming into the country illegally. Uh-huh. We're tired of the drugs. We're tired uh-huh. of the sex trafficking. We're tired of the people that live, American citizens that live along our borders. Are that, terrified. Uh, yeah. You know, you remember that group years ago, and we used to talk to them over on KRMS, and it was Tombstone Tumbleweed. And this is a group of people that essentially uh, just sat and watched and assisted the Border Patrol oh, yeah. in letting you know them know where people were coming over and uh, monitoring it and, and doing various other things. But let's say that you know the federal government uh, left it up to the states, and these four states, five states along the southern border, said we're going to form a little coalition. Mm-hmm. And we are going to utilize our military resources, along with law enforcement, to put things in place to prevent people from coming into the country, to prevent everything that you've talked about here this mm-hmm. morning so far. We're going to put these people in place, and we're going to allow them to do the job necessary. And if we have to reach out to the Mexican government, you know what we're going to do? We're going to tell them. We're not putting up with it anymore. If you're not going to do anything to stop it, guess what? Mm-hmm. We are because we're tired of it. Yep. And, you know, you can look at the loss of life. You can look at uh, uh, the conditions and the things that people are going through. But uh, I think it uh, is important to put a dollar amount on it as well because if you do that, then maybe some people are going to wake up. We need to uh, jump into a quick bottom of the hour break. We'll do that with Stacy Johnson from lakeexpo.com. We'll do that with our other great media partners, Chris Schneider and the folks at Lake TV. And we'll be back to talk more with Herb Brownell about what's going on along our southern border and as Herb alluded to, obviously now we're paying uh, maybe a little closer attention to the northern border as well. It's the Daily Show on Key Radio. Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, March 8th. A local deputy is under investigation by the Missouri State Highway Patrol after his involvement in a late-night crash left the other driver hospitalized in a beer can found in the deputy's car.
But by the time a highway patrol trooper arrived on the scene, the deputy, 29-year-old Justin Dills, son of Morgan County Sheriff Norma Dills, had vanished. More on this story at lakeexpo.com. At its regular board meeting Tuesday, February 28th, the Lake Ozark Board of Aldermen voted unanimously to support a resolution in the Missouri legislature that could allow a casino on the Osage River. The resolution represents the first step in permitting a state-regulated casino on the Osage River. At 4 o'clock this afternoon, a House committee will have a public hearing on that resolution. And in that same meeting, the Lake Ozark Board voted to pass a resolution thanking the Osage Nation for their contributions to the city. The Osage Nation has its own plans to build a casino on Bagnell Dam Boulevard. And while they worked through the red tape to get that done, the nation has donated more than $100,000 to organizations at the lake. Mayor Dennis Newberry says there could be another donation coming from the Osage. This one would be aimed at helping to improve Lake Ozark roads. More on that story and other lake news at lakeexpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by Adair's Wildlife Removal Service, offering affordable solutions for all of your residential and commercial nuisance animal problems. Adair's keeps the wildlife where it belongs, in the wild. Serving Camden, Miller, and Morgan Counties. Online at adairs-animals.com or call 573-378-8739-573-378-8739. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. High school basketball, the smaller schools, classes 1, 2, and 3 getting ready to start their state tournament tomorrow. The Show Me Final Four getting underway in Springfield again for the smaller schools. Now the bigger schools, classes 4, 5, and 6 are still working out who's going to the state uh, Final Four. They will play their state championships next weekend. College basketball, Mizzou 23-8 and has the number four seed going into the SEC tournament. They get a double bye with that number four seed, so they don't play their first game until Friday afternoon at 2. MSU Bears finish their season 17-15. and 15. Spring training continues for the Cards and the Royals today. The Royals off to a really good start this spring. They were off yesterday. They'll play today against the White Sox down in Arizona. The Cardinals take on the Yankees in Florida today. College baseball, Mizzou Tigers, they're looking good this season. They, too, are off to a really good start. They will play next uh, on Friday. They've got a weekend Series 3 games against NJIT, New Jersey Institute of Technology. Believe it or not, they're pretty good. MSU Bears off to a slow start to the season. They play today at Central Arkansas. Softball, the Mizzou ladies playing really well as uh, they are busy today at home against Kansas City. Mizzou ladies 15-6. and six. MSU ladies will play this weekend in the Wichita State Tournament against Nebraska and Wichita State. And as for your Chiefs, of course, they're Super Bowl champions and the early odds-on favorite to repeat as Super Bowl champs next year. The Chiefs, followed by the Bills and Niners, then come the Bengals and Eagles, and then it's the Cowboys, Chargers, and Ravens. The odds already out 
for next NFL season, believe it or not. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows. And don't forget to check out Uncle Chris at the top of the hour almost every hour. He's got some trivia, sports, and news for you. Uncle Chris, top of the hour on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by our media partners at Lake TV. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Lake TV brings you five local shows to let you know what's going on and help you get to know our area's movers and shakers. Lake TV also brings you live high school football and basketball and a weekly coaches show. Watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90 or absolutely free on Roku, Amazon Fire, and always streaming live at MyLakeTV.com. Key Radio, K-E-Y-K, keeps you in the know. Come to the Camden County Museum in Lynn Creek for the Spring Craft Show at the museum on Wednesday, April 1st from 9.30 to 4 p.m. Admission is free and lunch available by donation. Enjoy a free guided tour of the museum. Call 573-346-7191 for information. Every visitor and resident of Lake of the Ozarks should see the lake's history at the Camden County Museum in Lynn Creek. See it on April 1st. This is Bill Munhausen for Creation Expo. The 5,000-year leap was one author's attempt to summarize the principles that allow mankind to enjoy liberty. These principles enabled Americans to enjoy more progress than anything experienced in the preceding 5,000 years. I'll use principle number one as an example. The only basis for sound government is natural law. Cicero wrote, a century before Jesus that true law is right reason in agreement with nature. I like to think of natural law as the normally expected consequences of an action. For example, stealing is undesirable because it damages trust and commerce between people. The principles of liberty defy political correctness, so they quickly become controversial. One of those principles states that the government of a free people cannot be contained without true religion. Religious beliefs are a unifying factor in a nation that honors its beliefs. Not so in one that forces faith out of the public arena. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen, available in Amazon Books. Do you or a family member or maybe an employee need help? Encompass Purpose is here for you. Encompass Purpose is a nonprofit solution to wellness. You have a true potential to live up to your healthy mind and healthy body, a happier, more successful existence. We work with individuals and employers to do just that. EncompassPurpose.com, 573-286-5625. And also make sure to tune in to our radio program right here on 89.3 The Key. Positive programming provided by you on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3 The Key. Right back here at 837, thank you for joining us on The Daily Show. And there are so many cool things going on uh, today over at Margaritaville. At noon, you can stop by for free lunch provided by uh, Central Bank of Lake of the Ozarks and see the KC Wolf, Dan Mears, who is uh, not only the KC Wolf, but a motivational speaker. He's actually in Jefferson City this morning having some breakfast. But uh, the Boy Scouts have invited Dan to Margaritaville, and he will be there. I believe the program starts at about 1230. I'm going to try and get over there as soon as we get everything wrapped up here. Uh, But Dan Mears, the KC Wolf, 
is uh, going to be in town at Margaritaville again. Lunch at noon, provided by Central Bank of Lake of the Ozarks. And then uh, Dan will, I'm sure, come out in uh, full costume. Uh, He'll tell you a little bit about some interesting things that have happened to him. Uh, And I also wanted to, uh, again, mention Lake of the Ozarks Stop Human Trafficking Coalition. Their community meeting is going to be tomorrow evening at 630 at the Crossroads Assembly of God. 680 Beachwood Drive in Sunrise Beach, Crossroads Assembly of God. Uh, They are also providing a free meal. If you'd like to find out more, you can go to LOStopHumanTrafficking.com, LOStopHumanTrafficking, all one word, dot com. Call 84-HELP-8411, 84-HELP-8411. So uh, give uh, give those folks an opportunity to tell you, again, that human trafficking does exist, and it does exist here at the Lake of the Ozarks. And I can tell you uh, about somebody that uh, I witnessed, I, I, I knew of, I didn't know the person uh, personally, but I knew of a person who was uh, grooming, trying to groom high school girls uh, there at Camdenton to, uh, to get involved in human trafficking. And that person was thrown in jail, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they got uh, somewhere along the lines of 12 to 14 years. Haven't seen them for a while, and uh, I hope I never see them again. But uh, that uh, particular person ended up getting caught. Uh, he was uh, very persistent about uh, meeting this girl or seeing this girl or talking to this girl. And so, um, gosh, you know, it doesn't exist here at the Lake of the Ozarks. Well, folks, <laughs> yes, it does. And we talked about eliminating it along the southern border, but uh, we also have to eliminate it right here in our own backyards because it does exist, whether you think it does or not. Uh, Also, uh, Sing Your Heart Out is coming up. We'll talk a little bit more about that uh, later on this morning out at Captain Ron's. It gets underway this Sunday. If you are an amateur performer and you would like to show up and sing your heart out, we'll have uh, weekly winners, and all the weekly winners will come back for the uh, big finale. But uh, it is about, I want to say, uh, about a three-month, almost a three-month event. And on Sunday evenings, we'll get folks together, let them sing, pick a winner. We'll have judges. We'll have all kinds of uh, good stuff for people. And we hope that uh, you will come by. And if you're not going to participate as a singer, that uh, maybe you will participate as uh, an audience member to uh, cheer these folks on. Right now, we are at, uh, let's say, 43 degrees in Osage Beach as we broadcast live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. Professor Jim Paisley joins us in the 9 o'clock hour talking reparations. Again, a very interesting topic, to say the least. Right now, we've got Herb Brunell in the studio with us. We are talking about, of all things, um, the crisis, the invasion, uh, the insurrection of our southern border. Oh, boy. Can we use that word? Uh, is, sure, is it sure. okay to say insurrection? Sure, sure. Because isn't that what it is? Yeah. And, and, you know, you've got people doing all kinds of uh, different things, trying to get into this country illegally. You've got the uh, drug cartels. You mentioned sex trafficking. There is so much going on. And the question is, you know, we've had this war on drugs for years, years and mm-hmm. years and years and years. And uh, so, you know, we were going to go down to uh, these countries in Central and South America and stop the war on drugs. And, hey, we Spray sent, Paraguay. We, uh, we, we sent uh, our military sure. in some instances down there. Noriega. Some, some and, covert uh, operations sure. uh, to take different well, ones out. They call that uh, uh, guns for the Oliver North 
thing that he got involved with down oh, there yeah, where that he, he was, was prosecuted yeah. for. Well, and, and, and another thing, another aspect of all of this, remember the Cuban Missile Crisis? Sure. When the Russians were putting uh, missiles on the island of Cuba, mm-hmm. and uh, we were really concerned, and we, you know, we had the Bay of Pigs, and we sent the military in for uh, the Navy in for blockades and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Yet the southern border... We don't have to put any ships in the water. All we have to do is send some troops yep. and, and, and set up a military presence. And would that change things? And then again, do we give our military the authority to, uh, uh, to you know, it, it's one thing about utilizing the military as a show of force. They go down, maybe uh, they do some drills, some exercises. They, you know, uh, maybe you have like uh, we do with with what we're doing with Taiwan right now, where we have the military exercises and we incorporate the Mexican military. And I don't know if there would be much of a deterrent. Uh, Again, you have to look at who these drug cartels have paid off in Mexico as to, you know, these folks just uh, turning a blind eye to what's going on. Well, I don't think anything's going to happen until some of our conservative elected representatives begin to talk in terms of like Carrie Lake and Alan West, that they're going to use that state uh, self-defense clause. And no matter how important it was to the founders to put that in the, the Constitution, right now you won't find anybody on the national scene that talks about using that clause as a solution to the border mess. Uh, you know, you like I say, they don't have to go to Congress or a federal court or to the president. The states just get enough gumption and a set of cojones uh, to go down there and do it. Uh, I've talked to our reps till I'm blue in the face, and they give you that look while you're talking. Well, I can't wait till you shut up so I can go on to something else. Right. Or if they try to answer it, they'd spend a few minutes talking all the way around the subject, but never get down to committing. And sometimes I wonder if those reps are placekeepers, you know, to keep conservative folks kind of pacified while they still allow for the intentional destruction of the country. I don't know. It'd be nice. Some of you callers got ideas as to why none of our representatives voice anything about that no state shall declare war unless invaded. Uh, I think they're being invaded, folks. (laughs) They may not all be coming over with guns and bombs, but there are people that are coming through that very same area, that very same region that are intent on getting into this country and establishing some sort of a foothold. And you hear about these lone wolves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we've talked about dirty bombs and we've talked about all kinds of Cyber warfare and you name all that kind of you stuff. You know, we're, it, we're so vulnerable right now and our elected representatives are total failures at protecting the citizens, for, uh, utilizing what's specifically laid out in the Constitution to do it. They just don't. And, uh, you know, it's it's, disgusting. It's easy to see because, of course, all you have to do is watch the national news and uh, they'll give some... Uh, they'll give some opportunities for these types of stories uh, like what we're hearing about. I don't know that you could necessarily uh, go and... uh, avoid a story about four Americans being kidnapped and two of them being killed. Apparently they were mistaken for uh, 
Haitian refugees or something. That's wow. what that's what we're being told. Uh, and and then of course the people in Mexico do absolutely nothing about it, nothing mm-hmm. at all. Well, Our State Department and and I I think if I was especially if I was elected to the U.S. Congress from one of the border states, I'd be pounding on that podium as sure. loud as I possibly could, sure. demanding an opportunity to get in front of the president and say, look. There are people that are going over into Mexico, getting kidnapped, getting killed. Uh, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, somebody we know that's uh, pretty close to home that uh, experienced the Mexican jail and oh, Mexican yeah, prison. Oh yeah, really in jail. And, and I'm sure that uh, just send my mail to he the could, Tijuana jail. Yeah, he could uh, he could probably tell us some stories about some things that he heard in there. But you know what he uh, he said that. Uh, you know, he's got to keep a bit of a vow of silence because uh, apparently these drug cartels have long arms. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Very long arms. This is uh, frightening. And, and and how is it, you know, here's the thing about these drug cartels, okay? They peddle drugs. That's their main goal. They're butchers. They're butchers. But look how well organized these people sure. are. Sure. Look at how well they don't care about rules. They don't care about governments. No. They don't let any of that stand in their way. They have an agenda and their agenda is first and foremost on the list. It's priority one all the time, every time. And wow, wouldn't it be amazing if, if, if some governments uh, took them on local, state, federal, said, okay, if that's the way you want to play ball, we're coming down with our own agenda. Sure. First, you wipe out the ones that are already in this country. Yeah. You know, then have snipers, you know, shooting across the, the border. And then you go in, like I say, with uh, all the technology we've got to locate them by, by their cell phone signal. And uh, I was just going to say, you mean to tell me that there are Russian hackers that can, you know, hold, and, and even in this country, there are hackers... That um, can can take down and take a uh, a computer network hostage. Sure, but we couldn't do something like that to the drug cartels. There's no way in. I mean, these that's, people are are just that uh, that tough. To, no. to, or to, that's or tough our, to our people on our side are either totally incompetent. Or trying to destroy the country on purpose. You know, in uh, 2010, when I had a chance to talk to Chris Coster on this on this subject, he had just finished helping Arizona's uh, Governor Jan Brewer write their immigration policy for the state. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, "Why does if you believe in this, and she believes in this, why doesn't she act act on it?" And he said, to tell you the truth, she's afraid of what the federal government will do. And that's exactly it. Yeah. And, and that's a poor excuse to allow this kind of uh, stupidity to continue. Uh, you know, that. Uh, but let, let, let's say that the state of Texas and the federal government uh, kind of went to war against one another. The federal government is going to say, well, we're going to cut off all the money that we print. You know, and send into you to Texas, and Texas say, "Well, we're not going to allow you to tax anything uh, that happens in the state of Texas." So, you know, was that going to? But the by the federal government by continuing to print money, it helps economies to keep going. But you have to deal with inflation at the same time. Um, 
you know, it's maybe it's a, it's a tough pill that we'll have to swallow in order to save the nation uh, is to go through an ec- a real economic crisis like the country hasn't seen since the Depression days. We don't want to give people too much rope. That's what the federal government is trying to avoid. And I like a couple of comments from uh, David this morning. He said, I would put Mexico on a no-travel list and hit them in the tourism wallet. And trust me, they are feeling it. I know uh, that I've talked to people that live down there, and uh, they work at a resort. And they say that uh, a lot of the questions being asked by people that do visit, is it safe to leave the property? Is it safe to walk around, you know, the city that they're vacationing in yeah some people would say yeah yeah but it's probably not a bad idea you know if you want to go down maybe and have dinner go down go to the restaurant when you get done get in a vehicle a cab and not a vehicle uh-huh. get in a <laughs> get in a cab and and, and come back they're well, they have all inclusive you know you stay here within the grounds yeah and you'll be safe there's everything imaginable to do from uh, scuba diving snorkels and windsurfing and yeah. all that yeah and then he says the same people that give the Second Amendment lips service, and that's uh, what he's talking about as far as uh, some of these people that we are looking to for guidance. Wasn't that the reason why we elected them? Wasn't that the reason why we sent them to Washington, D.C.? Sure. Because we are tired of the way the federal government is running. And so uh, it would be interesting to go out and to film someone stumping you know, whether they're running for election or re-election, and then occasionally send them a copy of the video of them stumping where uh-huh. they were making these campaign promises. You know, I promise a chicken in every pot and all sure. that good thing. And one thing Trump did is he lived up to every every promise that they would allow him mm-hmm. to fulfill. Right. Oh, just an amazing set of circumstances. Shows you how deeply entrenched the... Uh, uh, the the swamp is. I sure. I think it took Trump totally by surprise. Do we drain so, it or do we blow it up? Uh, well, well, how are you going to drain it? You know, uh, they say here's all this evidence that there was election fraud, and the commiecrats say, well, there is no evidence, and therefore, okay, they get to hold the upper hand. Uh, Gosh, there's something wrong with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some countries that go into revolts when they've been cheated on an election, but they goal number 20 was to infiltrate the press and 17 infiltrate the schools and uh, Saul Alinsky was organized, 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 and he's got some very good organizers within the government right now. And you community organizers. Yes. Or community troublemakers, as I put on my campaign sign. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, uh, they they they're very good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you watch the way, for example, Tucker Carlson started showing videos that he was allowed to peruse the forty one hundred hours of of security cameras at the Capitol on January sixth, and there was one where uh, uh, <laughs> the coward from Missouri, Josh Hawley, you can see him running for his life across this, you know, and they selectively cut that out of the video that showed all the members of Congress crossing in front of that camera when they were encouraged to go to that safe spot in the mm-hmm. Capitol. And the, most of them all gone through. And then here comes Holly. He's the last one in. But they were labeling him as a coward running for his life. And 
you watch the I watch Joe and Mika almost every morning to <laughs> to see how the propagandists are working. Mm-hmm. And uh boy you should see him hear him coming down on Tucker Carlson now. But what an absolute fool. They're painting him as the most ridiculous, most dangerous person on the face of the planet for supporting the big lie. Right. As opposed to the big steel. Well, you know, there were a lot of things that uh, were edited out of that video. And I mentioned yesterday that there is a lady that's being, uh, well, they want to put her on trial. and they want to, The judge wants to start the trial this week. And apparently there's some video footage of her. She was uh, playing a tambourine. Uh-huh. And uh, she was arrested for, I think, uh, obstruction and civil disobedience. Mm-hmm. And they want to use this video to prove that she wasn't doing anything wrong. Well, Judge says, nope, sorry, not going to happen. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to inconvenience the court. We want to get this trial going. All of a sudden, she has the right to a speedy trial, a speedy trial the way they want her to have a speedy trial right but what about the examinations i suppose well no they'll have all of that but they're omitting the video and they don't want to utilize the video because it would prove that this woman wasn't really doing anything wrong she was just or the shaman uh tucker carlson showed the shaman you know talking with the with the guards inside and them and he wanted to know how to get to somewhere and the guards escorted him to this place and uh, the guards were with him all the time, you know, like a, a friendly kind of guy. Is, the, is that the guy in the buffalo hat? In the buffalo hat who sat in Nancy Pelosi's chair with his feet up on the thing. They wanted to make, it, make an example of him. And four years he's serving for, for what he did. I think that we have just such the double standard that goes on in this country, and I think most folks would probably agree with me on that, that there is such a double standard and there is such a, uh, you know, you don't want this woman to have any opportunity to get what she is constitutionally entitled to, and that is a fair trial. So a video comes out, and rather than allowing the video to show that this woman wasn't the threat that they're making her out to be. The judge says, well, we don't want to inconvenience the court right now. We're just about ready to start the trial. She, you know, we, you, you talk about giving somebody a, a fair, a, a fair, well, not fair, but a speedy trial. And this is what you run into here. That's amazing. You know, and I guess one of the things that I'm really surprised about in all of this is where's the Supreme court for these January sixers? Mm-hmm. Where's the Supreme court? Yeah. Well, any other time the Supreme Court, you'd hear them say, well, we're going to take this to the Supreme Court and see how the Supreme Court rules on it. Is it in a file that's buried under a pile that's uh, not going to be seen for a while? Uh, well, you know, it, it it's on our radar, uh, but, you know, we've got a few other things to get to first. Everybody is just cowering around giving these people that have been put in jail for what they did on January 6, 2021 at the U.S. Capitol. They are giving these people, they, they almost act like they don't even exist. You know, Amy Comey Barrett, for example, the most important thing in her life is her children and her grandchildren. 
Now, if I was Antifa, if I was the organizer of Antifa, and I wanted to get the Supreme Court to t- take a more liberal stance on issues coming forward, I'd have the children and grandchildren calling up, a, Grandma, Grandma, we've been threatened. They took my son and, and beat the living daylights out of him and saying, if you don't vote this certain way, they're going to kill him. You know, what do I do? And that's the type of people that are in those gangs. You know, who was it? Uh, Patrice Coulors from uh, Black Lives Matter. She tells people, we were trained by Marxists from the Weather Underground. Okay? She said that. That's, that's how they were organized. Black Lives Matter was organized by the Weather Underground, who is headed by Bill Ayers, you know, so was Antifa. They're the thugs for, like, what the Nazis had. Uh, You know, the Nazis wanted bigger centralized government. Us conservatives, including Trump, wanted a smaller federal government and give things back to the states, uh, you know, and the people respectively. So he lowered people's tax rates everywhere and canceled regulations so that if a state wanted to reimpose those regulations, they could, and there was the tax base to get it. Uh, He was decentralizing the federal government, which really threw the swamp into a living fit. Got to get rid of this guy. This guy's going to uncover everything and ruin our gravy train. Herb, keep fighting the good fight, my friend. I I hope that uh, people will listen in and uh, maybe get behind you on some of this stuff. Because I think uh, what is going on is deplorable, and our government seems to be turning a blind eye to it, or at least acting as though they're doing something, and we're not getting any answers from these people, none whatsoever. 9 o'clock straight up on the Midwest Coast. Do you know it's been almost 10 years since Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 disappeared, carrying 227 passengers and 12 crew members? They took off from Kuala Lumpur, veered off course, disappeared, Most of the plane and everyone on board are never seen again. We've got uh, a quick bit of information to uh, toss your way. And, Herb, thank you so much for coming in, sir. Always a pleasure. Great to see you. Great to hang out with you. And, uh, oh, to be a fly on the wall when you can see what we're doing, but you can't hear what we're doing. That's that's, uh, some good stuff, too. Uh, we are straight up, uh, as I said, 9 o'clock on the Midwest Coast, and it is time for us to uh, get to some information and some sports, courtesy of our great media partners at lakeexpo.com and Lake TV, the daily show on Key Radio. Content provided by the people, right here on 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, March 8th. A local deputy is under investigation by the Missouri State Highway Patrol after his involvement in a late-night crash left the other driver hospitalized and a beer can found in the deputy's car. But by the time a highway patrol trooper arrived on the scene, the deputy, 29-year-old Justin Dills, son of Morgan County Sheriff Norma Dills, had vanished. More on this story at lakeexpo.com. 
At its regular board meeting Tuesday, February 28th, the Lake Ozark Board of Aldermen voted unanimously to support a resolution in the Missouri legislature that could allow a casino on the Osage River. The resolution represents the first step in permitting a state-regulated casino on the Osage River. At 4 o'clock this afternoon, a House committee will have a public hearing on that resolution. And in that same meeting, the Lake Ozark Board voted to pass a resolution thanking the Osage Nation for their contributions to the city. The Osage Nation has its own plans to build a casino on Bagnell Dam Boulevard. And while they work through the red tape to get that done, the nation has donated more than $100,000 to organizations at the lake. Mayor Dennis Newberry says there could be another donation coming from the Osage. This one would be aimed at helping to improve Lake Ozark roads. More on that story and other lake news at lakeexpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Key Radio, K-E-Y-K, keeps you in the know. Come to the Camden County Museum in Lynn Creek for the Spring Craft Show at the museum on Wednesday, April 1st from 9.30 to 4 p.m. Admission is free and lunch available by donation. Enjoy a free guided tour of the museum. Call 573-346-7191 for information. Every visitor and resident of Lake of the Ozarks should see the lake's history at the Camden County Museum in Lynn Creek. See it on April 1st. with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. High school basketball, the smaller schools, classes 1, 2, and 3 getting ready to start their state tournament tomorrow. The Show Me Final Four getting underway in Springfield again for the smaller schools. Now the bigger schools, classes 4, 5, and 6 are still working out who's going to the state uh, Final Four. They will play their state championships next weekend. College basketball, Mizzou 23-8 and has the number four seed going into the SEC tournament. They get a double bye with that number four seed, so they don't play their first game until Friday afternoon at 2. MSU Bears finish their season 17-15. and 15. Spring training continues for the Cards and the Royals today. The Royals off to a really good start this spring. They were off yesterday. They'll play today against the White Sox down in Arizona. The Cardinals take on the Yankees in Florida today. College baseball, Mizzou Tigers they're looking good this season. They, too, are off to a really good start. They will play next uh, on Friday. They've got a weekend series, three games against NJIT, New Jersey Institute of Technology. Believe it or not, they're pretty good. MSU Bears off to a slow start to the season. They play today at Central Arkansas. Softball, the Mizzou ladies playing really well as uh, they are busy today at home against Kansas City. Mizzou ladies 15-6. and six. MSU ladies will play this weekend in the Wichita State Tournament against Nebraska and Wichita State. And as for your Chiefs, of course, they're Super Bowl champions. And the early odds-on favorite to repeat as Super Bowl champs next year, the Chiefs, followed by the Bills and Niners, then come the Bengals and Eagles, and then it's the Cowboys, Chargers, and Ravens. The odds already out for next NFL season, believe it or not. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, and don't forget to check out Uncle Chris at the top of the hour 
almost every hour. He's got some trivia, sports, and news for you. Uncle Chris, top of the hour on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by our media partners at Lake TV. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Lake TV brings you five local shows to let you know what's going on and help you get to know our area's movers and shakers. Lake TV also brings you live high school football and basketball and a weekly coaches show. Watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90 or absolutely free on Roku, Amazon Fire, and always streaming live at MyLakeTV.com. Key Radio, K-E-Y-K, keeps you in the know. What better way to spend the day than the 39th Annual Lake of the Ozarks St. Patrick's Day Parade? Come to the historic Bagnell Dam Strip at Lake of the Ozarks, Saturday, March 18th at 1 p.m. Grab the lawn chairs for an afternoon of family fun, watching the various floats, cars, motorcycles, and even boats as they make their trip along the Strip. That's the St. Patrick's Day Parade, March 18th at Bagnell Dam. It's your daily dose of news, sports, weather, and more with KB on The Daily Show. Weekdays starting at 8 a.m., heard again at 4 p.m., and again at midnight on 89.3 The Key. 908, good morning, and thank you so much for taking the time to join us on yet another beautiful day at the Lake of the Ozarks. What are you doing today? What are you uh, planning on? Well, there are some things going on, as I mentioned. Um... Today, uh, noon, it uh, all starts at uh, Margaritaville. They're having uh, Dan Mears, who is the KC Wolf. Dan will be there. Uh, I believe the program starts at around 1230. They'll give you time to get some food. Lunch provided by Central Bank of Lake of the Ozarks. This is a presentation that is being brought to you by the Boy Scouts. And um, uh, in particular, I guess, uh, the local troop, Troop 21 here, and they were instrumental in getting Dan to come in and speak. Dan is not only the Casey Wolf, but he is a motivational speaker. And I think that makes all the sense in the world. 
You do uh, a little jumping around and going crazy. And uh, he's had some uh, interesting run-ins, one uh, particular instance where they were going to uh, allow him to zip line across Arrowhead Stadium. Things didn't work out. So he may very well tell that story. But Dan <laughs> is going to be at uh, Margaritaville today. I believe it's a, a free event. You can stop in. They would like to know, though, if you're going. Hold on just a second. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Much better. But uh, they'll have lunch if you get there early enough. Uh, but uh, come by and seek Dan Mears, Casey Wolf, and find out what uh, is on his mind. And then later this evening at the Eldon High School in their Performing Arts Center, uh, you can meet Russ Tuttle, the founder and president of the Stop Trafficking Project. It will be an open and honest conversation for parents and teens about the realities of sex trafficking and an inside look into the role social media plays. Stop Trafficking Project for 6th through 12th grade students and parents from 6.30 until 8. Again, that's tonight at the Eldon Performing Arts Center. And I did mention, and I wanted to do this real quick, I want to kind of stay as close to time as we can because we've got a great program with Professor Paisley today. Who's the next winner at Captain Ron's annual Sing Your Heart Out? Weekly $100 cash winner, nine weeks of fun, ten finalists, one grand prize winner will walk away with $1,000 in cash. Uh, It's free to compete every Sunday, amateurs only. 6 p.m. is when it starts. Sign-ups at 6 p.m. The show starts at actually 6.45, and it is sponsored by, of course, Captain Ron's Bar and Grill and a whole mess of great folks, including everybody out there at Ballparks National. Key Radio is on board. You got DJ Kyle, who's going to be playing the music. I will be emceeing. We'll have a host of judges. It's going to be fun. And it's really something kind of nice to get the season rolling out there at Captain Ron's Bar and Grill. And it starts this Sunday, March the 12th, at Captain Ron's, 6 p.m. The sign-ups. The show starts at 6.45. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we want everybody to come out. And if you're not going to perform, well, those performers need some motivation so you can help them out as well. 9-11 is our time. Beautiful day at the lake. Yes, it is. Uh, As I said earlier, looking for a high today of about 48 degrees before it is all said and done. Right now, we are uh, hovering right around 43, where we've been for most of the morning here in Osage Beach. And as we uh, take a look at things, again, uh, generally cloudy today, maybe a stray shower here and there, uh, and then overcast in a low tonight of 41. Professor Jim Paisley joins us in the studio to talk about a uh, very interesting subject, and that subject is reparations. And we've heard this conversation plenty. And so I'm just going to read you what he sent me the other day. He says, attached, you will find my notes for our upcoming show this Wednesday morning, March 8th at 9 o'clock. Might as well dive in with both feet. The topic this week, two questions. As a white U.S. citizen, do you think you should pay reparations to all black U.S. citizens because of the practice of slavery in the U.S. prior to the Civil War? Second question, if your answer is yes, then should the Democratic Party be held accountable and be abolished for being the party of slavery prior to the Civil War? These very issues are currently being debated throughout our nation. And he said, tune in Wednesday and find out where and by who 
And we say good morning to the true history professor, Professor Jim Paisley. How you doing? I'm doing great, KB. And uh, boy, this is an interesting topic. And I talk about pulling the pin and rolling the grenade across the Absolutely, table. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I sh- what I should do is just get up right now and walk out and leave you to answer. You know, which would be a hoot, wouldn't it? That'd yeah. be great. Thanks so much yeah, for that. Yeah. But speaking about getting in trouble, though, before we we go any further, I need to give a shout out to my wife. Yes, sir. Forty nine years we've been married today. So yeah. I guess I guess I'll keep her. Who's yeah. who, who's who's really the big winner there? You think? Uh, definitely me. Yeah, that's for sure. You know. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to throw these little barbed questions out and see how you respond. And, and and I might just do it. You know, when you when I think you're not paying attention. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I uh, rules to live by, guys. I'm sorry, it's my fault. I have no opinion. I understand, and I'm a lucky man. Try those. Those yeah. those those work. So you, you gotta know. print, you gotta put those on your website. I know I should, you know, yeah, no, I just, I tell everybody I took my dad's advice and married the first one that asked me. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's, she's terrific. You know, we've been through a lot and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, hard to believe it's been 49 years. So 49 years and my gosh, what in the world would you do without that woman? Uh, I'd be lost. That's for sure. Well, she, Karen, she's congratulations to you as well. And whether or not you, uh, take this man to be your lawfully wedded husband any longer that is uh, completely and totally up to you <laughs> boy thanks <laughs> so shall we dive into this this is this is quite the topic and uh you know, see, it, I'm simulating pulling the pin. Yes, now I'm rolling across the table. And yeah, isn't there supposed to be some sort of disclaimer on your part that the guests' opinions are no uh, way the views expressed yeah. by the hosts and/or guests <laughs> of the Daily Show and Key Radio are not necessarily those of the staff and management of KEY King, Osage Beach. There you those go. Those with opposing viewpoints. Well, yeah. you know what? Uh, there you go. You're you're welcome to come on the air and talk to me about it. Just don't stop me when yeah. I'm grocery shopping. There you go. Don't, there you don't, go. Don't, don't do that. Yeah. Well, this is a dandy, right? So, there's two big issues here. One is the issue of reparations that has come to the forefront, and as some of you have seen on the news, uh, California currently is looking at three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year for every black citizen in California in reparations. Three hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year for every black citizen. Citizen in California. Reparations, you know. $350,000? Yes. Yeah. Where are they going to get that money? I have no no clue, you know, because they're already broke. But, People you know. People are already leaving that country and are in that, well, that, yeah, uh, that, that state, state in droves. Yeah. It's like yeah. a country. Right. Well, and then the other side to this thing is that in Florida, they've introduced le- legislation to ban or eliminate the Democratic Party for the very same reason. So, Basically, the question I had when I started looking at all this is if you're going to hold all white citizens accountable for slavery, then you can't exempt the Democratic Party from the same history. It doesn't work both ways, folks. Um, you know, because it works the other way. If you aren't, re- if you aren't responsible for re- reparations, then how can the Democratic Party be responsible for its past history? So this is quite the conundrum. And, you know, I thought it was interesting to just see what what the media and and all these politicians are saying about this issue. Now, I found an interesting article on uh, the website The Hill and Florida Democrats, they say, took on pretty much a lot of losses there in Florida during the last election cycle. And now a Republican state lawmaker wants to eliminate the Democratic Party entirely with a bill that he filed last week. 
and it's called the Ultimate Cancel Act. It's Senate Bill 1248 in Florida. And it's sponsored by State Senator Blaze Ingoglia. Now, basically, it would cancel the filings of any political party that supported slavery during the Civil War. Now, the Democratic Party, according to him, adopted pro-slavery stances in their party platforms, and this bill says that if you have done that in the past, then the Secretary of State shall decertify and get rid of the party. That's what the bill says. You know, say, you know you're going to hold people accountable for past sins, then here we go. All right? Now, if the bill was approved, voters registered with any canceled party would become non-party affiliated voters. All right. And it would be interesting to find out if those voters who are now decertified choose to go back to the party now that they know that they were the party that was advocating the issue of slavery. So this opens up a real can of worms. Any canceled party could register again, but the name of the organization, according to the bill, must be substantially different from the name of any other party that was previously registered. And the proposal is drawing widespread criticism, needless to say, from the Democrats. They're saying, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You can't hold us accountable for something that happened, you know, 150 years ago. And they're saying, well, you're on the flip side, you're telling us we're responsible. So now we've got a real problem, right? And this gal, Nikki Freed, who's head of the Florida Democratic Party, she said, shame on the Republican Party for initiating legislation of this magnitude. And they said, this is what a dictator does. When asked if he thought the bill would get any traction in the upcoming session, the senator who submitted it said, I guess we're going to see, aren't we? Now, he said that he hasn't spoken to Governor DeSantis or the legislative leaders about the bill yet. But you know that they're all talking. Now, the Florida Democratic Party issued the following statement in response. They said presenting a bill that would disenfranchise 5 million voters is both unconstitutional and unserious. Under Ron DeSantis, Senator Ignolia is using his office to push bills that are nothing more than publicity stunts instead of focusing on the issues that matter most to the people of Florida, such as reforming property insurance, addressing housing affordability, and, of course, climate change. Now, the sooner DeSantis and his puppets in the legislature learn that Florida is a democratic republic and not a banana republic, the better it will be for Floridians. Now, the governor's office, in a smart move on his part, has declined comment on the legislation. Now, incidentally, the Republican and Democratic parties didn't always hold the same stances that they do today. And, KB, this is one of those that's triggered another show. Next week, we're going to talk about the fact that prior to the Civil War, the if you saw the party platforms... You would think that the Republicans were the Democrats and the Democrats were the Republicans. But after the Civil War, they flipped. And we'll talk about that next week. Okay. So, basically, here's what we go to. The Democratic Party, according to another article I found uh, from the local uh, news media down there in Florida, in Tallahassee, said the Democratic Party is all but dead in Florida. And I didn't know this. No Democrat holds a statewide office in Florida. None. Hmm. I know. That's that's unbelievable, isn't it? Should be rolling. Right. And now this chairman of the Florida Republican Party is saying, you know, we'll kill the Democratic Party altogether with, with this bill. 
Now, as I stated earlier, the bill is called the Ultimate Cancel Act, and it requires a division of elections to immediately cancel the filings of a political party if certain conditions exist. And among those conditions is if the party's platform was previously advocated for or been in support of slavery or involuntary servitude, they're out. Now, Southern Democrats, folks, wanted to continue slavery during the Civil War. And Florida actually seceded from the U.S. when Republican Abraham Lincoln became president. Now, again, this is over 150 years ago. Now, if passed, a new law would take effect July 1st of this year, and the Florida Democratic Party would cease to exist. Now, here's the thing. By filing a certificate, what they'd have to do in order to, to hold the Democratic Party together, they'd have to file a certificate showing a copy of their new constitution, bylaws, and rules and regulations. In other words, if the thing passes, now Democrats are going to have to come back and resubmit to see if they can become a party again. Also, bear in mind, the bill says the name of the organization must be substantially different from the name of any other party previously registered with the department. So it can't include the name Democrat or Democratic. And filing may not be submitted later than six months before an election in which the political party seeking to register wishes to nominate candidates for public office. Now, the guy that submitted this bill... And and this is a direct quote from him. When asked why he did it, he said, For years now, leftist activists have been trying to cancel people and companies for things they said that they've done in the past. Now think about that. He's correct. I mean, all of these big woke companies and all this stuff, they're, they're feeling all this pressure and heat because the liberals and the Democratic side have turned around and said, By golly, you know, you can't have it both ways. You can't hold us responsible and not look at your own past, all right? And the senator goes on to say this includes the removal of statues and memorials and the renaming of buildings. Using this standard, it would be hypocritical not to cancel the Democratic Party itself for the same reason. So, folks, there it is. He's pointing out the hypocrisy of our elected officials, just like you and I have been saying on all of our previous shows, KB, so now let's look at the flip side of this. And this is, this is where you know, we're going to get down into the weeds, if you will. There is a bill that's been submitted to Congress, U.S. Congress. In the 117th Congress, it's called House Bill 40. And it was submitted by, all, of all people, Representative Jackson, Sheila Jackson Lee. Okay, And this bill, and I'll just read it to you. It is asking for the Commission to Study and Develop Reparation Proposals for African Americans Act. Reparations Proposals for African Americans. And the bill establishes the Commission to Study and Develop Reparation Proposals for African Americans. And the Commission shall examine slavery and the discrimination in the colonies of the United States from 1619, no coincidence, to the present and recommend appropriate remedies. The commission shall identify the role of the federal and state governments in supporting the institution of slavery, forms of discrimination in the public and private sectors against freed slaves and their descendants, and lingering negative effects of slavery on living of African Americans in society. So, federal government has a commission being formed to look into 
reparations, paying for the, the atrocities that committed that, that were committed uh, during and prior to the Civil War. All right, pretty cut and cut and dried. Now, there was another article on Politico, and basically what happened is in January of 2021, House Democratic leaders committed to a floor vote for legislation to study these reparations for the descendants of slaves. Now, House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer told reporters that Democrats plan to vote on the bill, which he said would look at how we try to compensate for the extraordinary racism and denigration that African Americans have long faced. And he goes on to say he thinks it's a very serious issue and we need to look at it. Now, like I say, he is all in support of this bill submitted by Representative Sheila Jackson Lee from Texas, would create this commission for and create what they call a national apology for slavery and discrimination. Now, like I say, it's already had a hearing in the House, and they are putting this thing together. Well, folks, you know, there is no no doubt that, you know, slavery was an abomination. It's part of our past. It's what happened. But the big issue today is, do you sitting there at your coffee table this morning, drinking your coffee, feel like you're responsible for what happened 150 years ago and that you should pay upwards of hundreds of thousand dollars to every black citizen in the United States. First, I want to know how you're going to create some sort of a fund in the first place. Yes. Where does that money come from? Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, we ask those kind of questions and we we watch them uh, shipping billions of dollars every day to Ukraine. Mm Where does that money come from? Mm -hmm. So, you know, money doesn't seem to be a problem for the federal government because they can print it. If if this thing was to pass, they'd just crank up the printing press and, you know, crank the money out and pay it, which, you know, again, where does that eventually lead us in the, in terms of inflation? Where does it leave you as a citizen in the way of buy, buying power? I mean, if you're talking $350,000 for every black citizen in the United States – that's I hate to think how much money this would be. Let's It'd take be in the, the trillion. Let's take the government out of it. Okay. Let's just pit black people against white people, and how this is going to create a rift like never before. Exactly. Because then you are going to have people <clears throat> that resent people without even knowing who they are. Mm-hmm. That's just all, all. All they'd have to do is see the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we hear all the time about how white people have it better than minorities and how there's such a thing as white privilege. I have yet to experience white privilege. Mm-hmm. But the massive riff it is going to cause and continue to do what I wish people would realize and understand is being done to them, and that is divide. Yes. Division. Yes. Separate. Split up, keep people on edge, keep certain people in uh, a position where they're going to favor what the government is doing and other people that don't like what the government is doing. And so you create this giant rift between these people and you just further the various things that are going on uh, in terms of you know what's next and 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 if they are going to allow reparations 
to be collected, then aren't there other groups and organizations that are going to want to do the exact same thing for one reason or another? Look at the Indians. Exactly. Look at KV, the Indians. You and I think right on the same lines. Does, does anybody, and, and I heard a discussion about this the other night. We were watching a program and they brought up the Trail of Tears. Right. Exactly. Yes. And then you're just going to have a long line of long lines. And if you are going to do it for one group, you sure as hell better right. plan on doing it for another group. Exactly. Because if you don't, then here we go down this road again. And then you you continue to Divide. increase this division among people. Yes. And, you know, let's say, for example... You know, somebody sees somebody with something that, you know, where did you get the money for that? You know, the other day you didn't have that kind of money, and now you're driving a brand-new car. Right. Or you got a brand-new house. Right. Or you're wearing brand-new clothes. Right. Where did you get that money? And well, let me, let me ask you and the listeners a question here. If, if you went to your mailbox today and the government had sent you a check for $350,000, uh-huh. would you vote against that government? <laughs> I mean, think about that. I guess it kind of depends on what we're voting for. And how is and that not buying votes, yeah. right? And and you your point on on uh, the American Indians. Yeah. I mean, I taught a whole course on, on history of the American West, and if you want to talk about atrocities and abuses, not to say that slavery was any, you know, not a, a, an atrocity, but if you're going to get line up the people who have been abused by the U.S. government, you, you're going to have a long list. Because you kept moving them and moving them and yes. moving them. And when you wanted something, you went in and took it, and then you just moved these people on down the road. And then when you wanted where they are now, then you took it and you moved it on down the road. Yes. Or if they didn't want to go peacefully, you killed them. Yeah. 931 is our time. Great conversation this morning. Phone calls welcome. 573-633-5395. You know what? I would seriously, seriously love to hear somebody who has the uh, the other point of view. Caller, yeah. I've got to go to a break, so I'm going to ask you to give us a call back after the break. And uh, you can do that and talk to the good professor directly as we uh, get into our bottom-of-the-hour information break. Stacy Johnson with LakeExpo.com and Chris Schneider with Lake TV and a check of sports on The Daily Show on Key Radio. Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, March 8th. A local deputy is under investigation by the Missouri State Highway Patrol after his involvement in a late-night crash left the other driver hospitalized and a beer can found in the deputy's car. But by the time a highway patrol trooper arrived on the scene, the deputy, 29-year-old Justin Dills, son of Morgan County Sheriff Norma Dills, had vanished. More on this story at lakeexpo.com. At its regular board meeting Tuesday, February 28th, the Lake Ozark Board of Aldermen voted unanimously to support a resolution in the Missouri legislature that could allow a casino on the Osage River. The resolution represents the first step in permitting a state-regulated casino on the Osage River. At 4 o'clock this afternoon, a House committee will have a public hearing on that resolution.
And in that same meeting, the Lake Ozark Board voted to pass a resolution thanking the Osage Nation for their contributions to the city. The Osage Nation has its own plans to build a casino on Bagnell Dam Boulevard. And while they work through the red tape to get that done, the nation has donated more than $100,000 to organizations at the lake. Mayor Dennis Newberry says there could be another donation coming from the Osage. This one would be aimed at helping to improve Lake Ozark roads. More on that story and other lake news at lakeexpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by Adair's Wildlife Removal Service, offering affordable solutions for all of your residential and commercial nuisance animal problems. Adair's keeps the wildlife where it belongs, in the wild. Serving Camden, Miller, and Morgan Counties. Online at adairs-animals.com or call 573-378-8739. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. High school basketball, the smaller schools... Classes 1, 2, and 3 getting ready to start their state tournament tomorrow. The Show Me Final Four getting underway in Springfield again for the smaller schools. Now the bigger schools, classes 4, 5, and 6 are still working out who's going to the state uh, Final Four. They will play their state championships next weekend. College basketball, Mizzou 23-8 and has the number four seed going into the SEC tournament. They get a double bye with that number four seed so they don't play their their first game until Friday afternoon at 2. MSU Bears finished their season 17-15. and 15. Spring training continues for the Cards and the Royals today. The Royals off to a really good start this spring. They were off yesterday. They'll play today against the White Sox down in Arizona. The Cardinals take on the Yankees in Florida today. College baseball, Mizzou Tigers, they're looking good this season. They, too, are off to a really good start. They will play next uh, on Friday. They've got a weekend Series 3 games against NJIT, New Jersey Institute of Technology. Believe it or not, they're pretty good. MSU Bears off to a slow start to the season. They play today at Central Arkansas. Softball, the Mizzou ladies playing really well as uh, they are busy today at home against Kansas City. Mizzou ladies 15-6. and six. MSU ladies will play this weekend in the Wichita State Tournament against Nebraska and Wichita State. And as for your Chiefs, of course, they're Super Bowl champions and the early odds-on favorite to repeat as Super Bowl champs next year. The Chiefs, followed by the Bills and Niners, then come the Bengals and Eagles, and then it's the Cowboys, Chargers, and Ravens. The odds already out for next NFL season, believe it or not. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, and don't forget to check out Uncle Chris at the top of the hour almost every hour. He's got some trivia, sports, and news for you. Uncle Chris, top of the hour on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by our media partners at Lake TV. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Lake TV brings you five local shows to let you know what's going on and help you get to know our area's movers and shakers. 
Lake TV also brings you live high school football and basketball and a weekly coaches show. Watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90 or absolutely free on Roku, Amazon Fire, and always streaming live at MyLakeTV.com. Key Radio KEYK keeps you in the know. Come to the Camden County Museum in Lynn Creek for the Spring Craft Show at the museum on Wednesday, April 1st from 9.30 to 4 p.m. Admission is free and lunch available by donation. Enjoy a free guided tour of the museum. Call 573-346-7191 for information. Every visitor and resident of Lake of the Ozarks should see the lake's history at the Camden County Museum in Lynn Creek. See it on April 1st. This is Bill Munhausen for Creation Expo. The 5,000-year leap was one author's attempt to summarize the principles that allow mankind to enjoy liberty. These principles enabled Americans to enjoy more progress than anything experienced in the preceding 5,000 years. I'll use principle number one as an example. The only basis for sound government is natural law. Cicero wrote, a century before Jesus that true law is right reason in agreement with nature. I like to think of natural law as the normally expected consequences of an action. For example, stealing is undesirable because it damages trust and commerce between people. The principles of liberty defy political correctness, so they quickly become controversial. One of those principles states that the government of a free people cannot be contained without true religion. Religious beliefs are a unifying factor in a nation that honors its beliefs. Not so in one that forces faith out of the public arena. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen, available in Amazon Books. Do you or a family member or maybe an employee need help? Encompass Purpose is here for you. Encompass Purpose is a nonprofit solution to wellness. You have a true potential to live up to your healthy mind and healthy body, a happier, more successful existence. We work with individuals and employers to do just that. EncompassPurpose.com, 573-286-5625. And also make sure to tune into our radio program right here on 89.3 The Key. Positive programming provided by you on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3 The Key. The Key. It is 9.39. I thank you so much for joining us on this uh, beautiful, beautiful day. Uh, everybody says, what, have you lost your mind? Are you insane? Are you crazy? What do you mean by beautiful day? Well, I mean, folks, that this beautiful day uh, the good Lord has granted us is, um, you know, it's going to be a little on the chilly side. Clouds, slight chance of a rain shower, 48 the high, cloudy and 41 the low tonight. And then uh, how about tomorrow? We're looking at a high of 48. We've got rain in the forecast. Good chance for that, about an 85% chance. I think if you've got a fireplace, this is a good time to maybe exercise uh, the utilization of that fireplace. Morning clouds, then sunshine in the afternoon on Friday and a high of 49. Rain in 44 on Saturday. Good chance for rain Saturday. And then on uh, Sunday, looks like, uh, again, some showers possible. About a 50 to 60% chance and a high of 45 degrees. 43 now in beautiful downtown Osage Beach. We're broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. I will tell you on the program tomorrow. We'll talk it over with Mindy Sales, and we hope to have Rebecca Christensen with us. Rebecca has been uh, dealing with some health issues. Mainly her and her family have been ill, 
and uh, Rebecca, and I believe it's her husband, who I think is the new police chief in Camdenton. Yeah. They own uh, a little bit of spice on the square, and yeah. they provide jobs for uh, people with disabilities, uh, and uh, certainly, you know, giving these folks an opportunity to uh, get out there and make a buck like the rest of us. Uh, also, Danny Ellison on the program to do some ranting and raving, and then I believe we'll talk with uh, our uh, good buddies, our friends, uh, the Dunkleys, Dave Dunkley anyway, about uh, some good news for those of you who uh, participate with the Healing Box Project and some good news that they recently received to uh, make sure that veterans can get back and forth to these uh, great opportunities to be with other veterans while learning to play the guitar and getting the uh, much-needed healing that they deserve. Again, a couple of things going on. Uh, Casey Wolf, Dan Mears is at Margaritaville. That event starts at noon with a free lunch. The speaker... Uh, we'll get underway with his presentation at about 12.30. That is free and open to the public. Lunch provided by Central Bank of Lake of the Ozarks. Again, Margaritaville on KK. Then for this evening, 6.30 until 8 at the Eldon High School Performing Arts Center, you can meet Russ Tuttle, founder and president of the Stop Trafficking Project. This is an open and honest conversation for parents and teens about the realities of sex trafficking and an inside look into the role social media plays again 6.30 until 8 tonight in Eldon at the high school in the Performing Arts Center. Professor Jim Paisley is our guest. Reparations, my Lord. Just the whole situation surrounding this. Let's just look at it for what it is, okay? You mentioned buying votes. All right. Uh, I mentioned increased racial tension, Yep, which is, I think, exactly what this government is hoping for, this federal government is hoping for. Uh, where is the money going to come from? Mm-hmm. Uh, are people okay with something like this? I'm sure if you are in line to receive some of this money, certainly you don't have a problem for right. it or with it. And then who is going to be in line behind People who are, uh, you know, they are the uh, family members, uh, generations down the line of people who may have been slaves. And and how do you prove? How do you prove this? Right. Do you just give people money and automatically assume? I mean, talk about something that I would consider to be racist. Just because I'm black, you think I had family members who were slaves? Right. Right. Yeah. How do you sort that out? How many of them? Uh, what do you have to have to prove it? Well, and what if they immigrated here after the Civil War? You know, and and that you know, this is these are such great questions, KB. I mean, you could. Well, these are things uh, we've already touched uh, on. Yeah, you know, think about this. Um, I, I found another. You know, I I tell you, I, uh, many times I turn around and try and and look at European news to try and help me get a better grasp of some of the stuff that's going on. And the rest of the world's watching us on this. Mm-hmm. And a, a perfect example is I found an article on this whole reparations thing on the Daily Mail which is the United Kingdom. Right. And they wrote an article, and they said that black Californians could be in line for $360,000 each as part of the state's plan to dish out reparations to descendants of slaves. And the Secretary of State there in California, Shirley Weber, told a meeting uh, of the citizens that California must admit its sins and change the narrative to pave the way for initiatives similar to the ones already being considered in other states. And, KB, this isn't just California. There are, like, ten states looking at this, Missouri included. 
Yes. Now, <clears throat> there's been no detail exactly as to how it's going to be paid for, like you said. You're right on the, on the money here. The estimates are that just for California, you're talking 1.8 million black citizens in California, just California, it would be $650 billion for the one-time payout. Mm-hmm. $650 billion, all right? And, I mean, California is already hemorrhaging people leaving that state because of the taxes and all. And here they're going to turn around and have to generate some sort of taxes to fix this. A nine-member reparations task force was set up in 2020 by Governor Gavin Newsom, our buddy, right? And he said it was because it was a result of the national protest for racial justice, okay? Now, in a recent meeting, the task force indicated that the checks could actually be as high as 350000 as they seek to compensate black citizens for generations of discriminatory practices. Now, folks, I wish like hell I could be out there and talk to these clowns because the first thing you'd have to think about is, do you know what California was before it became a state? It was part of Mexico. That's right. Mexicans lived there. The Mexican government was there. We fought the Mexican-American War, and we took over the western part of the United States, folks. So what about all the Mexicans that lost all their property and that were wound up being, you know, run off or shot, okay? And we won't even talk about California's practice of not allowing Chinese into their state once it was formed and basically evicting them. So the list is long and distinguished of reparations people. Right now, you have to step back and look at just what in the world is going on. Now, you guys have seen this on the news. There was a guy, uh, a black gentleman with a top hat that was up there raising hell uh, on the national news the other night. And that's what this is all about, saying that we need to be paid. And the thing that that blew my mind is he said, there's only one thing that would stimulate the economy of California. He said, I need you to spread the word of what you heard, and that one one thing is capital money reparations. And he also went on to say, there's only one thing that would stop our children busting into these liquor stores and grocery stores, stealing junk food and different things, and that's reparations. In other words, if you pay us money, we'll quit burning your cities down and robbing you citizens on mm-hmm. the streets. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And they get by with it. Nobody's saying anything about this. Again, how much of this have you seen on the national news? How many people have you seen taking the position that, that I'm taking this morning? I mean, we should be outraged. And again, the biggest problem here is, is if you let this happen, if we as, as a citizens let this happen, then are we going to turn around and where does it stop? That's my biggest question. Yeah. Where does it stop? Okay, how many of you out there are Christians? All right? All you good Christians out there, think about this. Shall we go all the way back to the Crusades? All the way back to the Crusades where the Christians went out and slaughtered literally millions of Muslims throughout the Holy Land and throughout uh, the entire North African continent. I mean... So are they due reparations? Should we all be paying reparations to them as well? This, my friends, is absolute craziness. I personally think, and I know I've got some Democratic friends out there that are just reeling right now for this me doing this show. I personally think both political parties have lost their minds. Yeah. I mean, if this nonsense continues, where will it stop? 
I mean, bottom line is you can no, no more hold every white citizen in the U.S. responsible for reparations to every black citizen than you can hold the Democratic Party responsible for what the Democratic Party was back 150 years ago. So that's where we're at right now, folks. And like I say, I'm curious. What, am I the only one that's seeing this? Am I the only one that's taking this position? Or am I the only one that's got the guts to get on here and say something? Well, I think that a large part of what you're saying is actually the way people feel. And that uh, when it comes down to it, that um, unfortunately, you fall into this category which a lot of people are scared of, uh, of of being put into, and that is the category of being labeled as a racist. Right. Now, I will tell you that I think a large part of the people today have no intention whatsoever of even slightly being uh, or remembering, I guess, if you want, that... Um, <sighs> It just, you know, the whole thing just really boggles the mind. Yes. It, it boggles the mind from the standpoint of uh, how in the world can you even think that this is going to be helpful? Well, and, and what here's what kills me. You know me, KB, and I, my friends know me. You know I'm not a racist. But the problem is, is the standard argument anytime these issues come up is they throw you into that category and it ends the discussion and that's the reason why you know they're silencing everybody by throwing these these aspersions at people that are just simply saying this is something that needs to be addressed we need to sit down and talk about it you don't turn around and automatically just divide like your point on division is dead on for the whole show that's what this does it divides people Okay, and it creates resentment. It creates animosity. It creates tension. It uh, is going to create riots. It is going to create all kinds of unnecessary things. And I'm, and and I hate to say this, but I think then people are going to start becoming targets. Well, and exactly. When I say targets, I mean literal targets. That people are going to be targeted. And if you don't think it's going to happen. Just wait, because there's going to be some guy out there one day that just decides that he's had enough and that this is the issue that pushes him over the edge, and uh, we're going to see things, unfortunately, that we don't want to see. Well, and on the international scale, here you go. You know, this is the Daily Mail that's, that's reporting this stuff. Well, that's being read worldwide and making us a target. I, I honestly believe that the rest of the world, China and Russia, are watching this. And as they watch us internally destroy ourselves, they know, you know, go ahead and attack them now that half the country isn't, isn't going to lift a finger. How about reparations when Stalin killed all those Russians? Oh, 60 to 90 million yeah. people. Imagine the price tag there. Uh, I know. Let's take a phone call. Caller, go ahead. Good morning. Hello? Happy anniversary. Oh. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. And you have more guts than anybody. You better have a bazooka out of the front door because, God, James, you're going to have some issues. And luckily you're down in that hollow and nobody will know. But you guys both hit spot on on everything people are thinking. And I guess it's a good thing that you guys are able to speak your mind on public 
broadcast. Well, <laughs> however, thanks. Well, you know the thing is, get a get a dialogue going. That's that's the whole purpose of why we do these shows is to get people. I hope people at home are sitting across the table from their wife and talking about. It. I I want to and not in the, St. Louis. Yeah, no, they're not. Thank <laughs> you for the phone call, by the way. Um, I think it's important to understand this from all viewpoints before things get out of hand and before people start getting ugly with one another. I would like to see a national discussion. Yes. A national discussion where all interested parties could sit at the table and contribute and we don't have yelling and screaming and we don't have people calling each other a racist we have a serious conversation about this so that anybody and everybody can get involved. And if all you're going to do is be hateful, well, that's not really contributing to the conversation. It does let people know how you feel about it. But, again, a national conversation, because I want to go back to something that you talked about here earlier this morning. And uh, you you – you, you talked about reparations sweep America. This is a map, uh-huh. and you mentioned some of these places. California, the first reparations task force in the United States. Mm-hmm. San Francisco, Los Angeles, Riverside, Contra Costa, and Alameda. Uh, monthly payouts to pregnant black women of $1,000. Mm-hmm. Evanston, Illinois, first in U.S. to pay reparations up to $25,000. Mm-hmm. St. Louis, Reparations Commission. Shelby County, Tennessee, Reparations Study, Asheville, North Carolina, Reparations Commission, Washington, D.C., longstanding House bill lacks support, New York attempting to create Reparations Commission, Boston, Massachusetts, Reparations Task Force, New Jersey, Reparations Task Force, Amherst, uh, Maryland, uh, $2 million Reparations Fund, St. Paul, Minnesota, Reparations Advisory Panel. So these things are already moving forward. And here's now here is the one thing that I'm waiting for, and that is for the federal government to step in and ramrod this thing through mm-hmm. and force it through and say, you know what, like everything else, uh, we're going to put it on somebody else possibly some department, some bureau Mm -hmm. of people that are not elected Mm -hmm. but have all the power and the authority to ram something like this through. Absolutely. And isn't this typical, KB? Anytime there's a problem, I don't care if it's guns, education, whatever it is, the federal government's answer is to throw money at it. Exactly. Throw money at it. Now, here's the thing, and this is a huge question I have. If this generation – gets $350,000 in reparations. What happens two generations from now when those same people are saying, we still have the problem, same problems here. We have racism, we have discrimination, we have you know, all sorts of inequities in this country. And then people come back and say, you remember back in 2023, we paid you. We don't owe you a damn thing now. Mm-hmm. It's done. We can treat you however we want because you've been paid. I mean, the whole mindset of this whole thing, of not having a discussion, is just simply, you're just kicking the can down the road. Throw money at it, it'll go away during our generation, but what happens two generations from now for our kids and grandkids that they're going to have to address the same problems that have created this issue now? Well, you've opened a Pandora's box, essentially, because... First, you'll have blacks, then you'll have uh, Indians, and then you'll have uh, Asians. Asians and Mexicans, uh, uh, Hispanics, right? and uh, you know the Irish, and on down the line. 
So this is one particular instance. You know, you're not doing anything to benefit the people that were actual slaves. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that if you want to give anybody money, those would be the people. But that's a little hard to do. It is. Because they're dead. Right. And... You say, well, you know, there's still different forms uh, of slavery that occur in this country. Well, you're right. But now it happens across the board. It's not it's not color specific. Right. It is something that happens to a lot of different people for a lot of different reasons. And good case in point is what goes on along our southern border. Another good case in point, sex trafficking. That's a form of slavery. Human mm-hmm. trafficking for labor purposes. That is a form of slavery. And, you know, you see a lot of people that uh, are, are, you know, drug into human trafficking for one reason or another. Those people didn't uh, plan that or didn't ask for it to happen. Where are their reparations at? You know, uh, this just creates a massive firestorm that is just so unbelievably out of control because somebody wants money. Somebody's screaming for money. How do we shut them up? How do we keep them quiet? How do we make them go away? As you said, we throw money at the problem. Well, let me ask you this, too. How do you, when you say, how do you determine who gets it? Mm -hmm. Well, should Barack Obama and his wife, should they get the 350,000? I mean, last time I checked, they were black. What about uh, Clarence Thomas on the Supreme Court? Uh, You know, there are a lot of very successful Black business owners, doctors, lawyers in this country, they would get the 350000 as well. Now, are they going to have problems with somebody that's, that's got six kids living in the inner city, uh, a single mother, saying, why in the world are they getting it? So now you're going to get into this whole thing of so rich and poor alike should get it regardless, just simply because of their skin color. This, th- this opens up. These are discussions that need to be had. Okay, it's not three hundred and fifty thousand dollars going to uh, uh, it's not all going to some single mother in the inner city in Watts in California. And so these are these are things that people need to quit calling each other racist, Mm -hmm. sit down and have a discussion. A discussion that needs to be had. Will it ever be had or will people do what they normally do? And uh, I would start keeping a close eye on some of this legislation that comes Mm -hmm. through. You know, on the surface, it's to help everybody, but down deep, down below, down into the bowels of the legislation, talks about giving people money, reparations, whatever. Needs to have uh, needs to have some guidance. Needs we just need to have the conversation, as you right. said, Jim. Thank you so much. You bet. Thank you. Happy forty ninth uh, wedding anniversary to you and Karen. Thank you. Thank you to everyone for listening this morning. We're back in your ears again tomorrow morning, starting at eight a.m. We will have our first guest on at eight ten. In the meantime, enjoy the day. Eighty nine point three K E Y K Osage Beach, Missouri. Great to be alive and live at the lake.